Oh, guys, I feel really, really bad about this week's podcast. I I mean, like, I could not get past the prologue on this game that we we picked. It is. Oh, it's impossible. I don't even understand what it's asking me to do. Like, I I restarted it a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. I I looked up uh, guides online and mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand the language. I, I feel like I it it feels like I am missing something major here. Um, how did you guys, did you guys figure this stuff out? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's an adjustment cause you have to like, it's got that little solar sensor. So you have to actually like go out into the sun in order to, yeah, yeah, so you know, I've, I've been going outside. I, wait, I, do, where is, is there like a place in the sky that the sun is? Cause I've been outside pointing it at stuff. I can't, it doesn't seem to sense anything like which, do you know, like what part of the sky Cause it's, like it's usually just it's right up there during the day, right? So oh, like yeah, the I'd, what? I'd say you you can't miss it. I'm sorry, the what? The first part of the day, you, you like the, it's okay. You 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 play a game like Breath of the Wild, right? And it's got a day night cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's what the part fan, where what an insane. I mean, like when I think about the creativity of video games, I'm like, uh-huh. who comes up with this stuff? That is nuts. <laughs> no. Uh, oh okay. no yeah no no that's 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 a reflection huh. of our reality yeah the sun is it's what the biggest star in the galaxy near us okay. and it provides us with energy and and light and heat hmm. and okay. um it's it's there from Are what hours about nick fire like when i set something on fire like is that it, I, it, I, it you can know, start fires you're sort of I, close I, but let, let me ask you this. What color do you think the sky is? Black. No, oh, no. Okay. And you've never seen it uh, be like a more of a blue hue? I mean, no, unless unless there's like a police helicopter up there kind of kind of makes it like shiny, shine like a little blue light on you or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't mean yeah. that. That's not what we, we didn't meant. mean it like that. But uh, no, and, it's and, uh, and, the sky is the sky is black. The uh-huh. moon is white or sometimes it's hiding. And then, okay, so you know the moon. And, and then there, which, if you guys, because Matt said that the sun is a star, and I know what stars are. I'm not yeah, stupid. Uh-huh. Which one is it? It's There's a star so close to us what? that it takes just eight minutes for its light to reach our atmosphere. All right. Um. So that's, you know, the, the light years you're looking at are, existed millions of years in the past because they're so far away from us. They're so remote. I, Heather, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, are you a, are you a damn Dracula? <laughs> Blah, you got me. I'm a Dracula. <laughs> we got her. <laughs> we fight ghouls and glare alike in 2003 solar-powered action game Bucktie. The sun is in your hand as Kojember continues on How Did This Get Played?
It's How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and why does Nick refuse to say Heather and Matt are cool anymore as to video games of all time? Whoa. That third wow. W is by at real underscore Jack VT. Submit yours at Get Played Pod hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Sniper Wolf. What? Oh, is that the whole thing? No, like, no, like, hey, and, and here's my co-host. I'm Nick Sniper Wolf. <laughs> well, I, okay, well, I guess I'll just. He didn't take the note. Yeah, he, I'll just, I'll just go. I'm Hartman Ann Campbell, along with my third host. Big Matt. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Can we just do the whole fucking thing again? People have shut. They, they've, they, if they're listening in their car, I'm they're Big dead. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Nick Sniper Wolf. If, uh, if, if they aren't listening in their car, they're sitting on a curb with their head in their hands. Mm-hmm. Somebody's walked up to them and they're like, are, are you okay? And they're like, it's, it's get played. They, they, they've been doing this for 126 episodes. They still don't know what the fuck they're doing. They somehow uh, do an astronomical amount of work for the show and also phone it in. <laughs> it's like if stephen hawking's a brief history of time was just like ridden with typos just like (laughs) and then or like the end of chapters was like in some shit i don't know yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) fucking universe is big it's true for the for this week's game i had to solder i mean that's a that's a big. That's a big ask. To, that's true. To, big task. To, to 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 solder a, a new battery into a cart, and then also invest in some uh, Amazon, some Amazon tech. We'll get into that. Did we say our uh, our catchphrases after our dumb no, names? No, it was just fucking chaos. Okay, I'm let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> just dead silence. Nick Sniper Wolf. Yeah. I'm Big Matt. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Snake. Snake. <laughs> Snake! I'm going to do that instead of Edge. For, All for, right. I think, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> so instead of, I don't normally say uh-huh. Edge. Yes. From Catherine. But I said, did, I did like the Metal Gear thing. It's <laughs> good. Hey, it's we great. are continuing Hideo Kojember, a month dedicated to Kojima games. And we're continuing on. With a an interesting one, I uh, like like I'd say one of the more obscure games that he is associated with. Uh, but before we get into that, before we descend into our particular gaming hell, it is first time to briefly touch on a game we're enjoying, or something gaming related that is currently tickling our fancies by spending seventy seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, tell us when. Go for it, Heather. All right, there's been a lot of talk about the metaverse in the last couple of weeks because Facebook has changed their name to Meta. The metaverse being uh, a a virtual space that exists in the Internet uh, taken from I think the name's taken from Snow Crash, one of my very favorite books. Um, The metaverse already exists. It's not a thing that's going to come out. It already is. And the game that's doing the metaverse is VR chat. I've been doing some VR chatting I'm uncomfortable in social situations, even when I'm talking to like a giant mummy fox. But uh, <laughs> I put my my mic on mute and I go into the corner and it's just like being in the real world. Except people are now <laughs> dumping video game environments from games you know and love 
into the metaverse, into VR chat, into the existing framework. So you can walk around. The first one I did was Final Fantasy Online, Final Fantasy XI, mm-hmm. where I walked around like all these PS2 environments that I hadn't seen for more than a decade. But you can also like jump into Gravity Rush. There's a Mirror's Edge style uh, VR chat world. And uh, somebody also put Midgar. Wow, Midgar. You can fucking walk around in Midgar. That's the metaverse. That's the whole thing. I'm Shinji Ikari yeah. from Evangelion walking around in Midgar, talking mm-hmm. to other people, avoiding talking to other people. Someone should do like a, like a platformer level in there, and then you can try to do it in VR chess. There is a platformer VR game that's called like dungeon quest or 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 adventure quest, some kind mm-hmm. it's basically tomb raider but you're like hopper hopping around in very very small spaces and the map is designed so that you're constantly backtracking so okay. it really feels like you're doing like the platform will move and then you have to face the other way and jump the other way etc yeah. um i uh i haven't played that one because um it looks like it's not for me sure i would i would rather be Godzilla in in VR chat. <laughs> sure, I'd rather be Godzilla in like a a Paris apartment, <laughs> <laughs> eating like a, a a baguette, just having just having a yeah. nice Parisian day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I leave Godzilla be. It's not mm-hmm. bothering anyone. Yeah, um, I like that but- that that Zuckerberg insisted on like. He was like, I'm going to drive this video. I want to be the guy in the meta video. Like, let me be. Yeah. Just kind of be the star of this thing. Like a human being who couldn't possibly pass uh, the Turing test. Like, yeah, put me in front of the camera. He he is a he is like a cybernetic creature that is inhabiting like his meta versus Earth. Like, it's like he is like he is like living through the simulation of being a a member of the human race. Um, But it's it's like it's like if M. Night Shyamalan cast himself as like the lead of one of his movies. It's like, like, just do a little cameo. Like, you don't need to do all this heavy lifting. Nick, as a robot, are you jealous of the new models? Um, I mean, look, here, here's here's what I'll say to that. I'm Nick Sniper Wolf. <laughs> Is that even a joke? Like, aren't those just words? Are they just words? What is a what is a joke but words? <laughs> yeah, what is a joke but words persevering? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, is going from going from staying indoors and simulating being outdoors. This week's game requires you to go physically outdoors. And I thought we could, uh, before we get into it, because I don't think this is a game a lot of people have played and maybe have any, don't even know about. But I thought we before we got into that, we could first just kind of talk about outdoor gaming as a thing. Because it kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, first off, it wasn't really ever a possibility until handheld gaming became uh, came about with the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Game Boy and, and everything else that followed it. Um, don't but forget also, about the stick and hoop. Well, yeah, you had your stick and hoop. You had jacks. You know, you had your cup and ball. Um, yeah, there was, you know, the but that, but that's kind of a different category than oh, what I, I'm thinking I see, of. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the 
so like you could have a, a, a you, the, that handhelds completely changed things because it, it used to be like, hey, you had to be and you're tethered to your TV or you're in an arcade and, and to play video games or your computer. Um, now you can go outside. And then now with a switch, I feel like you can fucking play any game anywhere, basically. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm just curious, like, do you do the two of you ever indulge in outdoor gaming? And if you do, does that affect what games you're playing well, the game that this this game evoked the most for me was mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Like okay. there was there was a point during thing, yeah. during the game where I was like, I'm physically going out on a hunt for for sunlight. Not to, I mean that that is what the core gameplay yeah. mechanic is, uh, and it reminded me of of Pokemon Go, like being like, okay, I, I think there's something over here that I can use. Um, there was a game that was a precursor to Pokemon Go called Ingress, uh, which was the exact same systems, but not licensed mm-hmm. to Pokemon. Like you had to go to these towers and control them. And then Ingress became an anime, which I have not seen. Uh, but like this, I actually, I have a quote from Kojima about portable gaming mm-hmm. and going outside to play that I thought would be pretty, pretty nice to share to tee us up, which is, uh, it's a handheld game, so you can play it in your living room or go hide in your own room and play. I think the reason the Game Boy Advance has had such explosive popularity with kids, this is obviously an old quote, has had such explosive popularity with kids is just that they can escape the surveillance of their parents. That's mm. how handheld gaming has grown to be such a big thing. But looking at the software that's been released up till now, it's almost all stationary. It's quote, portable, but basically you just plop down somewhere and play. The games haven't really leaned into the portable aspect very much, and it's more like having a portable TV than anything else. So I Mm -hmm. thought to myself, I want to make a game that can only be played portably. I realized then that if the player could go outside by moving around, change his environment, the weather, the temperature, the terrain, and if those changes could be reflected in the game, it would be an experience unlike anything seen before. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That is interesting because, yeah, I mean, for the longest time and, you know, to a certain degree still, all gaming is done in a chair or on the couch, like for the most part. Sure. Um, But I guess, I mean, for me, I don't, yeah, I'll I'll go outside and play some games. I'll take, I'll take my, I, well, I won't take my Switch to the beach. There's something about that that I'm like, this doesn't seem, I'm not going to take this with me. There's too many, I don't want to get sand in this. You know sure. what I mean? But my phone, my phone's already there. And so when I got the backbone for my phone, I was playing Yakuza Zero on the beach. Wow. Like I was I was like I was playing like console games on the beach. And that's uh really, really fun for me. Uh my girlfriend wishes I would uh just in- enjoy the beach. Uh <laughs> 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 but uh I, I I've quite enjoyed that. Uh, like as as an experience, I have taken you know other like my Game Boy Advance to the beach, even like recently, like not well, you know, not in uh, the fall certainly, but like in the summertime. Yeah. I mean, this past summer um, when I was going to the beach more. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something that I've done before, and I've I've even like on like you know on road trips and stuff. Obviously, I was like a Game Boy kid. Uh, I think I've told a story on the show before where like my brother and I would like start a new save each mm-hmm. on Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire and like 
try to race each other to the elite four, like over the, the, you know, vacation weekend that we were doing, just like speed run the game, see how fast we can get to the elite four. And, you know, even without like, this is with cheats, of course, but we would get there sometimes in under like three hours, like, and just like, and just go all the way. You could probably do it without cheats, but I was a dumb, you know, kid. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like to, I like to post up under an umbrella, under a tree or something and, and, and play some games. Uh, you know, you don't hear it as well, of course, but yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I like I like doing games outside. I, I, um, you saying the road trip is making me think of specifically. So my, my wife, uh, and, and we haven't done it in a while, but she likes to hit the slopes and I can't do wow. that. I I hurt myself horribly. Yeah. Um, I have a bad back and bad knees, and I'm just very uncoordinated. You like to hit these kind of slopes, huh? Matt is, He's touching Matt is his, tapping nose. his nose. He's touching his nose. Yes, I like to I like to blast rails. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a total coke fiend. You're all about that 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 yeah that fresh pow. You can tell from my frenetic energy. Um, <laughs> so I but I but I like going to the I, here's what I like doing. I'll go up to that that sit up in that post up in that ski lodge. Oh, my wife's my wife's hitting the slopes, and I bring my DS or my 3DS, and I'd be sitting there and be playing video games. I'd be having the time of my life. Yeah, maybe occasionally get like a Bloody Mary from the bar. Oh, and just sort of be sitting there sipping by the fire. It's cold outside, but I'm nice and toasty, and I'm I'm gaining levels in this JRPG I'm playing or whatever. I, I have a transcript from one of these trips, and it's uh, uh-huh. Natalie saying, you said you weren't going to bring this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do find one thing with actually playing outside, and I, I'm someone who, I, I actually love going outside as much of an, of an indoor kid as I, I maybe seem like. I like, uh-huh. I like, I, I go on long walks, like, basically every day. I love, like, getting outside and getting out of the house, and that's been... It, it, that tendency has been um, like, like I've, I find myself emphasizing it even more as I've been spending more time indoors because of because of the, uh, you know, all the quarantine aftermath. I was spending mm-hmm. more time in my home rather. Mm-hmm. And so but I but my issue with gaming is oftentimes and something that came up with this is just like glare from direct sunlight. It's yeah. just it's just sometimes you just have to it's it's tough to find the the ideal spot where you've got enough shade to see your screen um, and also a place where you can like sit comfortably for a while. And, uh, you know, it, I, 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 I always feel like that's something of a stumbling block. I feel like the places I've, I've had the most success is if, if I've like had a hotel room that had a balcony or whatever, that's you know really what I mean, like good. in those, yeah. in those rare circumstances, it's just sort of like, okay, I can get some fresh air and have a little bit of a view and then also play this video game instead of enjoying, wherever I paid money to travel to. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I recently got a big hat. So that's been helping me as well, too. The oh, big hat. Great Under the big hat. Big yeah. hat. You know, my whole body's shrouded in, in shadow under my big hat. <laughs> when the Switch came out, I brought the Switch to Franklin & Company, mm-hmm. the uh, bar over by UCB, or the now oh, defunct yeah. bar. Yeah. And uh, played Breath of the Wild and uh, for hours at the bar getting drunk. And that was, I was like, this is peak gaming for me. Yes. This is exactly yeah. what I want, is I look up and I can order another whiskey and then I go back to the game. And once in a while, somebody would come over and be like, hey, is that that new Nintendo? And I'd be like, yeah. And then I'd immediately go back to playing it. Um, <laughs> there is a um, 
<laughs> Nathan Barnett posted recently on Instagram. He was on an airplane with the PS1 with the screen, you know, the flip. Oh, hell yeah. The oh, flip wow. Screen yeah, on his cool lap on an airplane with it plugged into the uh, the seat. So he was playing PS1 on a fucking airplane. That's so crazy. I love it. That was the system I always like. I was like, I, I really want one of these. I remember the time it came out. I was like, and I can't justify this because I think it came out after the PS2. Um, and so mm-hmm. I like, and the PS2 is backwards compatible, obviously there was just like, man, but it's, I, I wish I'd bought one and then I, I would have gotten rid of it, unfortunately. But if I had one now, <laughs> it could like pay for my kid's college tuition someday. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, um, you guys were talking about glare. There's a thing that I saw, uh, shopping, you know, my Amazon recommendations are like knife, axe, uh, <laughs> right. and then like. <laughs> Uh, then there's like a sweatpant thing that you put the game console in and then you wrap it around the back of your head. So it cuts off all light between you and the, the game itself. Uh-huh. So that like, if you want to play privately or outside without glare, you can basically stick your head into the leg of a sweatpant. Okay. Uh, great. Does that make, does that track? Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't used not. to that. Nick's done that before. <laughs> yeah. Perfect for a honey pop on the go. <laughs> You were saying earlier, Heather, about Pokemon Go. To return to that real quick, it, it, I I had a thought recently of just like, man, I really wish we knew what mobile gaming would have looked like without in-app purchases, because mm-hmm. that completely dominated the 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 you know the ecosystem there, and so many games just became the the this pay-to-win or pay-to-keep playing shovelware. That's just so like all these clones and and derivative games and and just like you know the software toys that really just existed to get you to spend money to buy uh you know whatever in-game currency they have so you can keep playing and get new uh get new uh, attributes or whatever it just it's just such a bummer that with that what could have been a very cool interesting gaming space and there's still cool innovative interesting mobile games but i feel like most of that got uh, those kind of got so got so pushed aside in favor of you know um, essentially proto NFTs all this all these virtual purchases you can make in these virtual worlds. Was there a time? I don't remember a time before, and I'm not joking. I don't remember a time before um, in app purchases. Was Me that- either. No, I, I think that was it. I think that's 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 like a a, a 1.0 feature of the the app store. As in in my memory, anyway. Yeah, that that is interesting to think about. I wonder, man. Do you think I could sell my Simpsons tapped out login for a chunk of change? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. You know, if if I feel like if you could go back in time and you could convince Nintendo to make a phone. Hmm. Before before iPhone was released, like right in that sweet spot in between like the flip phones and the iPhone, like mm-hmm. right when Android first came out. If you could convince Nintendo to make a phone, I think you could have changed the course of gaming on mobile devices. Yeah, because like yeah. if there, if you had had a Game Boy that you could call, make a call on like that would have instead of the DS or whatever, like or 3DS, I think that would have 
I mean, people would be talking about like buying the new game, not buying a game and then or, or playing the game for free and then buying a million yeah. coins or whatever. Right. Yes. If I can go back in time and convince Nintendo to do something, it would be to uh, base Mario off of me and then Mario, I would be Mario instead. Would, would you be, be would, would it be like Mario or would it just be, would you also be, Mar would you just know that Mario is based off of you? Um, I guess, yeah, you would just know. I think it's like he would kind of look like me. He'd have sort of more of my attitude. Got it. Uh, and stuff. And but it Likeness would still be like would be lucrative. Yeah, that's exactly. And so then you cut back to the present day, and now yeah. I'm sitting pretty. You know, yeah, I have to wear a red shirt and overalls all the time. But like, you know, hey, small price to pay. Well, I don't know if you'd have to wear his outfit in your everyday life. It's, if you, if the, it's part of it. Okay, that's part of it in your fantasy. <laughs> yeah. They base Mario off of you, and then you're contractually obligated to dress like Mario the character. Yeah, I'd say you, you you drive a tough bargain, Nintendo, but you know <laughs> I, I'm I'm fine with it. If you're if you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. It's a me. Uh, I, if, <laughs> if I could go back in time and one up Matt's desire to be a mascot, hmm. mm -hmm. I would make Donkey Kong into a hairless version of me. <laughs> Just <laughs> standing up on top of the rafters. It's like, oh man, have you seen this game at the arcade? There's like a little, a little guy who's, whose name is Maddie, yeah, Ma Maddio, yeah, and uh, and he's like climbing up a rafter to this human woman who's just like shuffling back and forth. She's completely naked. And <laughs> she looks like it hurts, but I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's game, <laughs> Boktai, subtitle, The Sun is in Your Hand. Um, I, And I did not know this going in. I knew mm -hmm. about the gimmick, obviously, but I did not know it was a game about Draculas. There's this is this is like a this is like a spooky, scary monster game. Yeah, well, let's let's set the stage. Mm -hmm. Boktai, The Sun is in Your Hand. Or uh, is a, uh, like Pokemon is pocket monster. Boktai means uh, Bokura, uh, which means we, and Tayo, which means sun. So it's our sun, the game. Uh, it's an action adventure role-playing game set in uh, three quarters perspective, released for the Game Boy Advance in 2003. Other games that were released in 2003 include Call of Duty, Beyond Good and Evil, Tony Hawk's Underground, Star Wars Knights of the Republic 2003 uh -huh. kind of a kind of a thin year for 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 major games uh, you, the underground series of Tony Hawk games is is really something uh, they're they really opened it up quite a bit and those are they're really really fun a story mode like with an actual story but otherwise yeah you're not oh three not not a huge not a huge year I think I was working at Activision QA at the time that the Tony Hawk Underground series was was and, and there was like there's like some tomfoolery in those. Right. Like there's some some jackass inspired stuff that's going on. It, it, it's that's my memory of it into. Yeah. In in, in Underground 2, uh, Bam and I think we man uh, are in are in the game and it has like a sort of yeah, more of a, a has a jackass sensibility to it. It doesn't seem like it was Tony's influence. I don't. It right. sounded like maybe fun thing at the time, but Tony's image is not really with within that 
that yeah, he area, seems like a good boy. I think. Yeah, he yeah. seems like wholesome, a little more wholesome yeah. than that. In Boktai, the sun is in your hand. You take the role of Django, as in Django Reinhardt, or um, the uh, Django Unchained. Is that the name of that movie? Yeah. Yes. All right. Django Reinhardt, a uh, famous music, jazz musician from the old days. Uh and you use a weapon called the Gun Del Sol, or Solar Gun, which fires bolts of sunlight at your enemies. In order to charge up your gun, you must physically take the cartridge into the sun and charge it under the direct UV light of the sun itself, or any UV uh, flashlight that you may have procured off of Amazon so that you don't have to leave your house, which is what I, I didn't did. think of that. It's what I did. I got a UV blacklight <laughs> flashlight and would just click it on when it was time to charge. I feel like hacking a game. That's that's totally OK. That's within the bounds. Getting creative with your game space is part of what keeps us alive. Yeah, that's allowed. You you, you didn't yes. break any rules as far as I'm concerned. No, it's like you, you we use emulators on this this podcast sometimes. It's fine. Most of the time you are fighting. Uh, you're fighting against a head vampire and a queen vampire. Uh, and along the way, you load up on different kinds of guns. Um, but the solar sensor is not the only gameplay gimmick of this game. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the the clock that you reset uh, when you play the game, if the battery's out, you, you have to reset the clock every time you play, or you can solder in a new battery uh, uh, in your Game Boy game. The clock also determines the strength of the enemies that you're fighting. So if you fight these yes. enemies at night, they're stronger. And more than that, if you fight certain enemies during a full moon, you unlock different features of the game. So this, if you fight enemies between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., there's different features of the game. This is a game loaded with secrets. Uh, and on the surface, it just seems like a pretty simple sneak around a dungeon, fight a bad guy, and go on with your life. I will say that I found that the the, the in-world uh, day-night cycle that's timed to your actual, the actual, you know, time zone you're in, squaring that with also getting, like, real sunlight from the sun based mm -hmm. off of this, you know, uh, photometric light sensor that's on the cartridge physically... I I found those elements confusing that they they were trying I like I I I like the ambition of trying to get both of them but it it just confused me as a player of like wait so I'm I'm in the sun but wait I'm not in the sun of the game but it's the daytime in the game but I have to physically be in the sun in order for that you know what I mean like it, it's just for me it was just informationally it was like I I had a I had a hard time squaring all of that I'm I'm confused by what you were confused by Here's the thing. So like, <laughs> so you take the cartridge and you yeah. have to physically be outside in direct sunlight. Um, you got it. And, you know, it doesn't really work through even a window. Like you have no. to you have to be out in the sun in order to, to charge this thing. Yeah. And that charges up your gun. But also that doesn't mean that you are in like whether or not you are in the daytime or whether you're in the sunlight in reality, that's just a gun charger. That, that that's just that that's just for that function. That does that in itself does not affect the strength of the enemies. Mm. Like, wouldn't the shouldn't the sensor be tied to the 
to 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 the the in world sunlight, and also sometimes in the world you can be indoors. You can be in indoor environments where the photometric sensor isn't going to work unless you find a window through which the sun can shine, which is the actual sun. I, I just for me, I'm just like I was just confused. <laughs> I I didn't I did not share your confusion. I felt like you you set the clock. When you're heading into a dungeon, it says, hey, you got four hours before sunset, which is the real time sunset of the real world to the best of the game's ability to determine. And you know that if you don't get through this dungeon in the next four hours, you're going to have no sunlight available to you. You'll have to put the game on sleep and then and then come back when it's daytime. Now, additionally to that, you can you. Wait, I lost my train of thought. Oh, man. See, it's confusing. No, that's that's simple. <laughs> Heather agrees that's with so me. so simple. I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree. There's all, Oh, no. I was also going to say that if you play in the sun for too long, you can overheat your gun yeah. by yes. using too much sunlight. And then you can, also, the game is designed to force the player to bring the game back inside and cool off so you don't get covered in sunburns, as Nick did playing on Monday. <laughs> I was sitting on the I was sitting on the balcony of a WeWork because I found like okay where's an outdoor space I don't have a, any sort of balcony outdoor space at, uh, in our apartment it's like where's an outdoor space I can post up I found there's a WeWork not too far that has an outdoor balcony so I, I always posted up there playing and I got home after you know a, a few hours of baktai um, with some breaks and I was like ah oh, boy why does my face hurt. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sunburned from just like sitting at an angle where I'm just getting direct sunlight. Now, most of the time, not even under an umbrella, just kind of like yeah. in the sun. And, it, you know, it was an overcast day, so it wasn't like it wasn't like super harsh. But, you know, the hey, that's when you can get sunburned. Yeah, I literally got sunburned um, by uh, from playing this uh, this game for this dumb podcast. <laughs> this is this is a game that fits perfectly into Hideo Kojima's uh legacy of trying to do weird shit with his video games whether it be yes. uh the 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 game where you have to unplug your controller and plug it into the second player port so that the boss can't read, so that you he can't read your mind or yes. all of the crazy shit that that he says that he's tr- wanted to do and that konami has turned him down whether it be a, ga- uh, a game that smells weird when you're playing it Apparently, at one point, he wanted to make a game on CD that if you died, the game would break. Yeah, uh, which is pretty great. Um, but the, but I, I guess Konami had like a medical division that was making sensors of different kinds, and he went to them and were like, "Hey, can I? Can you guys make a solar sensor?" And they were like, "Yeah, we could do that," which is pretty neat. That's that's like, cool. Like. I got it. I, I would love to know if that was like he's like I wanted. Did he go to them first, or did he like try to like figure like figure out another way for it to work? Like what? Where were they on the list of like okay, well, oh Konami just also does this. I'll I'll figure that out. Um, I wonder if he had the idea for the sun thing before knowing that. That's really interesting. That's a great. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I it's it's uh. It's I don't know. It's it's interesting either way. But like I could see him drawing inspiration from knowing that this sensor that they had this to this this you know photometric uh, technology um, that they were working on in house. Regardless, I do like. I will say, despite my my confusion, and that could just could just be me. Mm-hmm. Um, despite my confusion as a player, I really do admire how ambitious this is, and I love it, when a cartridge has some little bit of hardware because you know there's some other. Um, 
some other Game Boy Advance games that tried this, you know, Yoshi Topsy Turvy and, and WarioWare Twisted had uh, uh, accelerometers in them. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, like how you t- how you were tilting it would affect how you uh, what you were doing in the game. And then the um, uh, Joel Dozer had a uh, had rumble in it. But I think that was pretty. But I think that this one was the most ambitious of these in terms of actually having the solar sensor integrated. Did you, Heather? I know you were playing on the because I we both bought carts off of eBay um, for an exorbitant amount of money, and um, (laughs) uh, uh, I'm glad I did it though because it was like an interesting. It it it, it, it's interesting to play it on a a, a GBA and to play it with this uh, with this uh, you know the way it was supposed to be played, Um, but. Did your cartridge have an issue with the light sensor? Because mine seemed, even when exposed directly to sunlight, it was like getting a very, very small amount of of light that it was taking in. I did not have uh, that issue, but I also bought uh, a copy of it that said, light sensor tested, working completely. F- okay. Yeah, like like they, they, they put a lot of uh, words into making me believe that it would work okay, and it did. And yeah. and then when I got frustrated by, um, I played this game on two different Game Boy Advances. I played it on my uh, Game Boy Micro, uh, which mm-hmm. is a gorgeous little machine, but I was having a lot of trouble seeing the game itself when I would go outside. So I switched to a modded Game Boy Advance with an IPS V2 mm-hmm. screen for my girlfriend, Mary, last Christmas. And I was like, okay, I'm having a lot of trouble playing this outside. I'll play it with this. This screen is so fucking bright. Like it is, it is like shining a flashlight in your face when you play it in the dark. Brought that outside, same problem. Lots of glare, no matter how you, so I eventually got a, a black light flashlight so that I could just play at the table. Yeah. The, the glare was my main issue. I was playing on an SP, and I, I have the the SP uh, iteration. That's the it was the second gen one that's got the um uh, the improved backlight, and uh, it's it just yeah the screen glare was just a pain in the ass. And I found like my best move was to just sort of like move like like use walk over to the sun, get my gun charged up, and then walk over to a different spot and angle my body such that this that that the screen glare wasn't too punishing. But it, it's it's a pain in the ass, Nick. This Boktai, buying Boktai on eBay for mm-hmm. this podcast is mm-hmm. the most money I've spent for this podcast. Does that also <laughs> wow. hold true for you? I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think I've probably blown more money on some other bullshit. I think par- I think partly that is because unlike you, I get rid of my old hardware and my old games when I have, you know, when I'm done with them. And so that's mean, I meant I've had to repurchase things. So I think you would count me, me getting another PS3 for this podcast as like probably a bigger expense. (laughs) Cause that was just like, I, like I had, there's not a better, you know, PlayStation now is unreliable and doesn't have everything. So I think I probably spent more money on that, but for an individual game though, this is, this is a pretty pricey, uh, is a pretty pricey cart. And just just for the heads up, we're talking about $100, $110. Yeah. If you want to get it complete in box with the manual, it's $220. Uh, I mean, it's a pricey it's a pricey little game, as are all games now, uh, while our economy collapses uh, in preparation for the water wars. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trade. I'm going to be like out on the street with God hand and I'll be like, hey, hey, do you got water? I've got this, <laughs> this game. It's worth 
I don't know, like $200? And they'll be like, <laughs> dollars don't mean anything anymore. And then they'll, they'll like hit me with a spiked bat. <laughs> I'll be trailing them on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the person you're speaking to was me. <laughs> Big Matt. Yeah, of me, course. <laughs> the so we should we should uh, we should touch on real quick that uh, although you know we're talking a lot about Kojima himself, and I think that the that the ge- certainly the genesis, the idea of this came from uh, from Kojima, um, and he's the one who had the clout to get this you know, this expensive cart custom cart built. Uh, he is credited as original story game design. I was looking up a screenshot of of what his actual credit is uh, in the game. But uh, Ikuya Nakamura is credited as the director and writer of this game. So I think it probably was Kojima sort of oversaw it creatively, but uh, Nakamura oversaw the the day to day is how is my assumption of the workflow. Yeah, I have a quote here from Kojima, which is, Baktai was an idea that I'd been fond of for many years. Ideally, I should have handled the game design script and direction myself, just throwing shade like a fucking asshole. Yeah. Shots uh, uh, however, at the time, I also had my Metal Gear Solid project, so I had no choice but to leave Baktai in the hands of my team of younger developers. I took one step back and participated in the project as a producer. In retrospect, I do realize it was a very challenging project to place in the other people's hands. You know what, though? They fucking pulled it off. They did great. They did I will great. Say, yeah. I, I I think it's I think it's a really cool game. I was texting the two of you that you know it, it's 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 not a thing where I'm playing in 2021 for the first time and being like, holy shit, this is fucking incredible. It's more like I have an appreciate a detached appreciation for what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and what they were able to pull off with that era's tech. Um because I, I think this is I think this is a game that if I played for the first time when this released uh, in, in 2003, I would look back on it like a game like, you know, like a drill dozer, like an Astro Boy. I'd be like, like, holy, like, oh, yeah. man, that game was awesome. That was so cool. That was trying something different. And it was so fun. And playing it now, I'm sort of like, OK, this definitely feels like a game that came out 18 years ago. Some of this is a little clunky. Um, and it is at heart a stealth game, which I honestly, you know, I didn't know it was about Dracula's. And I didn't know it was a stealth game. Yeah, it's a it's a stealth game where you can use basically Metal Gear tactics on the monsters in a castle. You stick to the wall. You you can knock the wall in order to draw their attention. Uh, you shuffle along the wall past monsters. Um, and then sometimes you have to lure those monsters to different sections of the room to to to. Uh, what do you call it when you set off a trap? Is it just set off a trap? I think so. Activate? They activate a trap? Yeah. 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 In order to activate a trap so that you can exit a room. Um, It's it's also got a bunch of like crunchy details that are really charming and fun. Uh, Like a lot of these Kojima games we've been playing, there's a giant new vocabulary to learn like the undeadening and the solar tree and there's like a place where you have to go get loans you can get loans <laughs> of sunlight from dark loans but there's also a solar bank where you can you can bank solar yes. power and then get interest on the solar power so that you can get more solar power back after you bank like say you're going away for a weekend you can put the game put all your sunlight into the bank and then come back and have more sunlight there's like pokemon there is um uh, like a gardening feature where you can plant nuts and seeds in a in a forest area and 
by the solar tree and grow power ups. I mean, it's there's a lot of like fun. You're you're totally right, Nick. If I'd played this in 2003, I would have been like, guys, and nobody would have answered. (laughs) 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 Guys, you got to play. You got to play Bakhti. It's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it it is like it it's kind of like if um I because I don't think there there was a Metal Gear for the Super Nintendo but you know the the Game Boy the, the, there wasn't mm-hmm. there, the, the Game Boy Advance hardware is very similar to that it's kind of like if they'd iterated on Metal Gear One and uh and and Metal Gear Solid Snake and been like hey we're gonna do Super Metal Gear for the Super Nintendo and so we're just kind of like gonna improve all these mechanics and you so you kind of have this you know, this this really polished uh, uh, 2D stealth game. Um, uh, it is a little bit... I, I do think the move the movement is a little bit of an adaptation. I mean, I messed around with both of the... Or all the different... I think there's actually three different control schemes. And none of them I was ever... I ever... I ended up going back to the default. Uh, but none of them I ever, fa- I ever, like, really felt like felt perfect, especially with having to lean against the walls. So it's an isometric perspective. So you're moving in diagonals the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so, and you're using, but you're using a D-pad. So you either have to, you know, be hitting up right and up left and, and so on uh, uh, the whole time. Or you can, there are alternate control schemes where you can map up to be upright and left to be um, up left. And so you're kind of just like mentally turning that that axis a little a, a quarter turn, um, and uh, but the issue is that makes leaning against the walls a little bit clunkier. So yeah, I don't I don't know that 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 was one little stumbling block for me that I felt like it was fighting most of the way. Yeah, it it that yes, I completely agree that working on those angles sucked, and also like firing your gun that sucked. Yes, I I, yeah. I almost exclusively used spread. And spin around weapons, yeah, so that I could just like make sure to hit no matter what direction I was facing. Um, that yeah, a little a little tricky. The other the other mechanic in this game that I that I fucking hated, uh, in addition to the puzzles, which are constant, mm-hmm. just yes. constant fucking puzzles, is that when you fight when you get to the center of a dungeon, you have to take the 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 Dracula. <laughs> the Dracula who's inside <laughs> yes. or any of the, the mini bosses in a the coffin. Immortal, right? Yeah, the immortal. the immortal. Yeah. You have to drag that asshole all the way back through the castle outside so that you can purify him. And that is if, if you let go of, of the of the coffin for too long in order to fight an enemy, the coffin starts trying to get away. It's you really to, like, funny. Go, I kind of like that. Like hook it up again to a chain, drag it slowly, knuckles chaotic style with a little bit of like a little give. (laughs) It's so frustrating. Get him outside. Then bring your, make sure you're out in the sunlight so that you can be fighting something that you can barely see. Yeah. It was really, I love this game, but that sucked. All the stuff I just said sucked. Uh, there are definitely parts that are, yeah, a little, a little clunky and a little bit of a chore. I, I, I didn't have as much of an issue with that, but also like I, I, I wasn't like, oh, I love this, you know. I wasn't yeah. like, this is awesome. I, I, I do kind of feel like though, though it's satisfying to 
uh, you know, once you get those those guys in the coffins and and dispatch them, I think that is pretty satisfying. Once you get them back to the purification uh, ring, which is called the pile driver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Just like yes. like an absolute placeholder ass name for yeah. <laughs> for something. Um, I was, I mean, so I didn't play this on the original hardware. I I played this emulated and. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it's an adjustment to try to figure out, like, even just the control. I was playing on my keyboard. I wish I was playing. I should have hooked up a controller to it. Um, but I was playing on my keyboard, having to then remember what buttons did what. But then I was also having a hard time because it didn't automatically, like, determine uh, a button for select. So I was like, how do I change my fucking weapon? I need the spread weapon. I know I picked it up. Uh, and then I just went in and mapped one myself and I was like, okay, here we go. Uh, and then I was off to the races, but yeah, good. Yeah. Dragging the people. I had to, I had to change the, the, um, the, what do you call it? Control scheme in the game to, uh, I think the second one, which was like, um, pressing up is up right or whatever. And like, so that was, that was easy. That felt easier for how I was playing it. And honestly, some of those um, those moments where you're you know you have to clear the you know purify the the immortals, um, mm. and you know it's probably because I had as much sunlight as I wanted to because it was patched to I could just charge whenever I want. Um, though I would fucking just waste those guys like it was like nothing to me, right. uh, which which doesn't change how I feel about the game at all because I like I don't like being challenged when I'm playing a game I, if a game feels easy to me I'm like this rocks I lo- I'm good at this game so I was having a great time playing this even though it was you know like modified in a way to make it easier for me I was like oh man sure. blasting th- these immortals welcome back to hell bitch you're gone you're gone you're done <laughs> Um, I can't, uh, I, my first time playing this, cause I, you know, I knew the gimmick, but I also didn't know how like stringent it was and how much of a huge element of gameplay it was as right away is that I, 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 you know, I played through the first dungeon and I got to the, I, I beat the first immortal and I dragged his coffin back and I was, and I was like, okay, time to, to, I guess, pile drive this freak. And I like, I just didn't have any sunlight and there was just like, there was like no way to progress. And and it was a thing of like, oh, this is such a cool thing for a kid, mm-hmm. but for an adult with a schedule, like I think this would be. I can't imagine how frustrating it must have it would be to be like you finish your shift and you get home and you're playing this game, this new game you bought that you you read good reviews of, and then you're like, you know, barely a half hour in, and you have to wait until the sun comes out. In order to progress, yeah, it's yeah, you're like, like, fuck, this sucks. Late for work because you're yeah. charging your sun gun, the yeah. gun del sol. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I did read in uh, this interview that Heather sent uh, in our in our group chat uh, it, where. The, Can I get they, another group chat? By the way, oh, yeah, uh, it's actually it's it's weirdly it's full. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. all right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought I'd ask. They said no it was worries. Gone. Yeah, they no said worries. it was full. Um, mm-hmm. we tried to add and then like the phone my phone like got hot and they're like, it's full. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um uh, all right, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um no worries. But it, yeah, 
It's full. But um, <laughs> in this interview that um, uh, Kojima did about the game, uh, the interviewer asked him who the target audience was. And he did straight up say kids. <laughs> he was yeah. Like this game is for children. He's like adults might think it's fun. He and then he praised the story. He's like the story is really you know the story is really deep. The story's got a lot going for it. Um, but he was like he didn't necessarily speak to. Uh, it's it's ideally for kids because they got nothing else fucking better to do. They don't have jobs or nothing. <laughs> uh, but that is probably subconsciously at least part of it, right? Because you yeah. are sort of like, yeah, when if I did have the uh, the actual hardware, when would I be playing that? I couldn't go outside. Like, like yeah. I mean, right now, I guess it's sort of like, and it could work anywhere. But in a in a regular world, what am I supposed to do? Play play this yeah. game when? You, you got to get that $6 UV flashlight off Amazon. I just yeah. like, you, you just point it at your Game Boy and, and then you can go. I, I got to get, I got to get one of these. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, what am I going to, I'm not going to get also, it now. Also, but. it'll show you where all the cum is. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I, I was going to, I need to know where it is. Mm-hmm. Where did it, <laughs> it's somewhere. Where did I put it? Did you? You guys know this game's in the Guinness Book of World Records? For what? For the first ever game with a solar sensor on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it, though, is it one of one? How many games could, they, could it be? Games on a calculator they three, also? They did three in the series. They oh, did, so yeah. they had like they had one, two, and then three was Japan only. Um, but yeah, I, I, what is the record though? What? Because that seems to me like 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 what isn't it? Doesn't don't records usually like like be like most or least or fastest? First, like first man on the first moon is, is a record, record isn't it? Yeah. Like I if don't you know. if you if you Nick's not impressed. <laughs> I think I think we are the fastest to the moon, or you spent the most time on the moon. That's a record. Or been to the, the moon, moon the like, most. Yeah, f- but first on the moon is just like a a fact of record. It's just like well, a piece of. Data. Well, it's a, there you go. It's a record. So you you're telling it. me, you're telling me, <laughs> if you, if you, Nick, yes. were to go to the White House, cut off your dick and hand it to the president, you wouldn't want mm. that in the Guinness Book of World Records? Which president? <laughs> <laughs> JFK. <Okay. laughs> wouldn't be the worst thing that's happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> want to talk about the music in this game because i really yes, liked it please me too um i i, I sent a, a a music sample to you matt um once in a while when you reconnect with these old systems and you hear their little sound chips you're just so delighted and there was there's a compression uh on game boy advanced sounds that feel warm you know it feels mm-hmm. like something that people are trying to emulate in 2021 in the backgrounds of other Modern songs, but why don't you play it? Play a track from Baktai. Tayo!
This is when you're trying to get the pile driver to purify a bad guy. And like once in a while the 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 Dracula will come up out of his coffin and he'll go, HOT! Because there's also a lot of <laughs> voice acting in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Good amount like, of digitized speech. Like every time your little sidekick character, who's called Otenko. Otenko. Uh, whenever, he, yeah, whenever you select him for help, he goes, Otenko. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty great. I love him. That was, that was going to be my thing I liked. I love oh, hearing Otenko. No, no, oh, this works no. out. I got to back up. Do I, did I send you more than one sound cue or is that it? You sent me that one, but there's a, it's a playlist. I could just pick another one too. I mean, if you want. Otenko. This is the title screen music. Oh. Super, super good. So good. Wasted on the youth. We talked about uh, the. This is a stealth game, and uh, just to touch on that a little bit more, I will say I think they 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 did some cool things with the animal enemy beyond just like the mechanics of just like what your 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 character can do. I think like the enemy behaviors are like cool, and they have some in, they they have some interesting variants there. Just with certain enemies being like like there's there's mummies who are you know for instance mummies who are blind uh, but they're very sensitive to sound. So you like you can you can walk right by one, but you have to be like you know crouched against the wall in order to 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 uh, in order to sneak by. Like I I just thought it was was cool also like because it's just like basically a series of stealth puzzle rooms. It's like it's like the Metal Gear Solid VR missions uh, essentially. Um, but your uh, uh, but like just like figuring out how to tackle each one is I, I think you know it's, it's it's satisfying. It's good. It's well constructed. You saying that just made me think. It would be the thing that would get me to buy VR is if I could mm-hmm. do the Metal Gear missions in actual VR and do it. Wow, I would that's do it. Right. I would do it in a second. That's that's a that's a that's an interesting thought because yes, the because the VR missions in Metal Gear Solid are like VR within that world. Yeah, it's not like actual RVR VR. No, yeah, that it would, would be, be cool. I, you know what? It, it, yeah, you know. But do we want? Is that something we want? Do we want to let Kojima do VR for real? I don't know if if we, if we should let him. He's he's going to be the person who makes it so that if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, and, uh, and also, uh, I, I I fixed I fixed it, so now VR porn is good. I like made it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it'd be, a, I, I, now I just want to pitch like VR, like Kojima VR ideas. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine him putting, like, you have a, a heart rate monitor on your finger, like the uh, never released Wii heart rate monitor, mm-hmm. right? And you have to go to sleep with the fucking helmet on. Oh my and God. Only when, only when your heart rate demonstrates that you're asleep does a monster come to get you. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> I almost clicked. I almost clicked. End the zoom. 
<laughs> like, I don't know what been near this idea anymore. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a Kojima game without references to other Kojima games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or without other games referencing this game. Now, you can change your player character name at the beginning. And uh, if you choose Snake Otenko, Otenko will say, uh, we'll say Snake, Snake, et cetera, et cetera. But the Gundel Soul does show up in Metal Gear Solid 4, where it is a weapon that Snake, that is, that's Old Snake, right? That's mm-hmm. that one? Where Old Snake can use the Gundel Soul in the game. And here's what that sounds like. Sunlight! <laughs> Sunlight! 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 <laughs> He fucking he holds loves it. it. Up. He holds it up and charges it, and it uses the same sound effects as the Game Boy Advance game, and that is fucking great. Yeah, that's because cool also Tayo. I think that's some mm-hmm. sunlight in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Those recording sessions must be so fu- like you just have no idea what's going on. You must not yeah. know. They're, you're, yeah. they're, I'll just read this. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just yeah. going to yell sunlight. Yeah, but it's like your favorite thing on Earth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any context for what's going on? Yeah, you're holding up a sun-powered gun. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help me any. What the fuck are you talking about? Say it like you haven't seen sunlight in a thousand years, <laughs> yeah. and it's your best friend. <laughs> oh, um, man. Let's get to our final thoughts on Bakdai, The Sun Is In Your Hand. It's time for our review crew. Review crew! So we'll say something positive about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. I was going to talk about Otenko, but I'll also talk about something else. Otenko! Thank you, Heather. That made me laugh in this game. Which is that, you know, you get a bunch of different options. We didn't really talk about the gun upgrades. The gun upgrades are cool. Mm-hmm. Or the story. Um, or the story, really. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, what I, I I will say that whatever could you have thought about the story, I didn't care that much. I didn't find myself too invested. Oh. Um, did you like the story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, t- I was like, this is great. I didn't get super into it. Your, your dad is dead and you got, you've got his blood on your scarf. Mm-hmm. And then and then you go fight these bad vampires and the vampires turns out that you've got a, a brother that you didn't know you had a brother and you kill him. And then you 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 fight your aunt, I believe, uh, is the ultimate enemy is the is hell. Yeah. Uh, this evil witch who is your aunt and she mocks you for having killed your brother. But then your brother comes back to life and he helps you at the end. I love it. Kind of an awkward family reunion, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, the thing I did, li- the thing I, I liked about this game that that made me laugh is that the, you get a bunch of different items, and uh, there's an item you get that helps you. That is, Heather mentioned that there's a bunch of puzzles in this game. A lot of them are just like kind of block pushing, you know, uh, it, 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 cliche environmental puzzles, but they're fine. Uh, but, you know, there there's an item you get that if you are in, put yourself in an unwinnable situation, in one of these puzzles, you can reset it. And it's called the fool card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got the fool card and they were like, like, it was just like, hey, it's just, you know, this is a last resort. Like, don't use this unless you're like absolutely stuck. And I was like, all right, fine. And 
I had to use it on the first puzzle room. (laughs) 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 Anyway, I liked Fool Card. Uh, I think this game is really cool and really creative. And, you know, is I I think that I don't know. I feel like I'd I'd say like 8.5. I feel like if I played this on Game Boy Advance again to reiterate to to repeat myself, if I played this on Game Boy Advance in 2003, I think I would probably be like, this is a, this game's fucking awesome. This mm-hmm. is like one of the best Game Boy Advance games. And and playing it now, I, I can still appreciate it enough to be like, I think this is a, a yeah, I'll, I'll say eight and a half. Uh, Heather, what do you say? I so, OK, I hate puzzles. And if and if it wasn't for all of the work that this game does to 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 throw all of this charm at you in every context possible from the actual gameplay itself to bringing it out into the sun to the real-time clock to the Otenko every time you talk to your friend. (laughs) If it was just a fucking raw puzzle game in isometric view, I'd give this game a zero. I fucking hate puzzles. (laughs) But it, it it has a lot going for it. Good soundtrack, Good. It's gorgeous. Also, it's beautiful. Like yes. The color palette's beautiful. Greatest. Um, and it also has one of my favorite quotes in all of video gaming, which is uh, when you are fighting against your brother. I think I don't I, I wrote down the quote and I, I think it came from your brother. He says, moonlight holds two conflicting powers, lunacy and mercy. And I was like, that's nonsense that rock of all like what a great (laughs) quote what an excellent video game quote that you know made it worth the fact that i was out of town this weekend and had to bring a game boy advance into a crowded public area trying to get sunlight as an adult (laughs) (laughs) just and like kind of like squatting over my over the game so yeah. I could like block enough of it to see. Yes. Because you need the sunlight in action sequences. So it's it's humiliating. <laughs> yeah. But if I had been a kid playing this, I would have been like, oh my God, this is the best. Um certainly liked it better than police knots. Mm-hmm. Let's give it an eight. Wow. Good score. All right, Matt. I I mean, so yeah, I played this. I played this on my computer, so I didn't have the full experience of it. But I will say, it's not like it's not like you're on like invincibility mode either. You know, you do have to stop down and still charge your gun. It's not like it's fully charged the whole time. You have to like stop playing, and you can still overheat too. Um, so I, I I still I feel like I got like you know a pretty approximate experience. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it. I will say I took a screenshot. I took only one screenshot in the entire game. And it was in the, like the, near the very beginning of the game. Um, after you, you do like the very first, you get the very first immortal, uh, and like the game, like actually kind of starts after that. And Otenko is telling you all the things that you can do like hey like you know your, your game can over your, your thing can overheat so be careful with that You're like give it a break just telling the player like hey you don't have to play this game all day you can go do something else too um but this quote that otenko says really like made me laugh out loud do not be reckless there is no one to replace you <laughs> so like, he's like you could 
<laughs> don't be an idiot. Like, don't get like heat stroke and die in this game. Right. In real life, you need to. You need to do this game. You need to. You need to. Uh, you know, save the day in this. So I thought that was really funny. Um, Wait, who says that? Uh, Otenko says that. In Otenko. The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, and he he rocks. He uh, you know he's he's such a funny. He's such a good character. Good helpful friend. Um, I'll give yeah I'll give this an eight as well. Uh, super super wow. fun. Yeah, super fun game. Um, very interesting, very unique experience. Uh, what a, what a what a cool thing we got to play for the show. I'm glad we covered it. Yeah, yeah. Me good too. Good call. I, good call, Heather. Yeah, very Thank good call, you. Heather. Thank you. Oh, Django. <laughs> hey, those were our thoughts on Boktai, but maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews that we've culled from the internet, and if we had a positive take on this game, they will be negative reviews, and if we had a negative take, they'll be positive reviews. It's the segment that changes every week. Maybe we were wrong. I got a review from uh, the Amazon store from 2005. Uh, Samadari Chan writes, meh, meh, I say. Okay, I'm going to be totally honest here. I hated this game when I first played it. I had so much trouble with the solar power thingy. I lost my gun power repetitive times. I have played this game maybe three times, and none of those times did I have fun. Once again, meh. Without having to hold this stupid game up to the sun every waking moment, I would have much more fun with this game. This weekend, I'm selling this game at a local game store. I forget, I, I'll forget i forget I ever bought it. Please excuse my drama I may have cooked up. I'm a very dramatic person, and I'm proud enough to let it show. That's how the review ends. Wow. Do you think, knowing that this game is now one to two hundred dollars in yes. value, this person... Is like, oh, the game wasn't that bad. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Maybe it could have kept this in a drawer instead of exchanging this for 70 cents of GameStop store <laughs> credit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, how could you really forget about something if you've committed a, to a digital record of you disliking it? Like, right. you know, it's on it's on record. Um, yes. But, you know. They, they did acknowledge there was some introspection there. They did know about themselves that they're prone to dramatics. So, I, you know. That's that's good. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm. I saw someone on the JRPG subreddit just made a post that was just like, hey, I, I was just like an apology for like being like rude to everyone in like some thread. And I was like, this is so that's like, guy, I love seeing that. That's great. Yeah, that's like the they most JRPG thing you could do. Like <laughs> a side character who you haven't thought about in a while just being like, yes. hey, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I got a review from Computer and Video Games. So this is a this is like a critics review. This was on Metacritic. And I've got a, an excerpt from this review, which was 70 out of 100. Kind of lukewarm. How ironic. Without the solar sensor, Boktai would be much more enjoyable. But then again, without the solar sensor, Boktai wouldn't even exist in the first place. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> Like a Zen Cohen. That's like somebody yeah. really hates their own dad. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> how ironic. You are both my father and I hate you. <laughs> but if I didn't have a father, I would not have me to be able to hate. <laughs> Do you want you want one more? Yeah. Play it on us. This is from uh Metacritic. Uh it is a uh publication called NetJack. 
Here's the review. 54 out of 100. The puzzles are easy. The game gives you more health power-ups than you'll ever use. And there isn't a single enemy that's remotely challenging after you pick up the second gun frame in the prologue. All the, quote, innovation that this game was supposed to entail amounts to nothing but a big pile of company, dinner-fed, marketing-grade manure. (laughs) Fucking shit. This person (laughs) hated this game. You do get a large quantity of health items, but I will say, in particular, the 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 first item you health item you get, the green apple, is the most useless health item I've ever like gotten in a <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> it restores like one thirtieth of your health bar. It's like so. It's such a trivial amount of health that you get back from it. That was maybe you were wrong. How about a segment? Ooh. A segment? All right. That's right. I got a segment. It's another edition of our occurring video game quiz segment. You don't know jack off. Oh, Tango! <laughs> and hey, this week's category for You Don't Know Jack Off is Sun or Sun. I'll read the title of a video game with Sun in the title. You tell me if it's spelled S O N as in a male child or S U N as in soul giver of life, the center of our solar system. <laughs> so, Sun or Sun in honor of Boktai. Okay, How do we ring in? in your hand. Do, we, do we ring in by saying Tayo? Or do we ring in by saying Otenko? It's got to be. Uh, I think your I think your choice. All right, great. I'll, I'll accept either. Whoever gets in first. Okay. All right. First up, this is uh, these first couple are gimmies. Pokemon Sun. Otenko. Oh, I I heard Heather first. Okay, that's fair. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's S U N. Correct. For Pokemon is... Sun and Moon. Correct. This was a 3DS Pokemon. Next up, Golden Tayo! Sun. Was that a, were you, you buzzing uh, in? Oh, yeah. Tayo! Tayo! That's also SUN. Golden Sun for Game Boy Advance. You are correct. Tayo! The RPG series. Next up, Infamous Second Sun. Oh, uh, uh, Otenko! Matt. <laughs> that's S O N. That's right. This is the 2014 Sucker Punch superhero game. That's right. It's hot! <laughs> How about. Mega Man Battle Network 4 Red Sun. Oh. Tayo! Heather. S-O-N. No, this is S-U-N. Wow. Wow, I thought it was going to be referring to, um, what's his name? The the sidekick guy who's in red in Mega Man games. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. X. So now I'm, does that mean I'm down one point? No, no, you don't need to lose points. Oh, so I can just ring in no matter what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to, but I think it's probably. What kind of game is this? This is what? This is fine. You you, you buzz in, you get the answer right or wrong, and you get the point. This is as rigged as the election. (laughs) All right, fine. You lose a point. Are you happy? Yeah, all right. It's one to one. Here we go. Tied at one apiece. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Next up Rise, Son of Rome. Odenko. Matt. I'm get, I, it's got to be S-O-N. You are correct. This was a 2013 hack and slash from Crytek. A bonus point. How is Rise spelled? Oh. Anyone can buzz in. Tayo! Heather. Uh, R-Y-S-E. <laughs> you are correct. Not wow. up at two apiece. <laughs> wow. Next one. Dark Sun Shattered Lands. Odenko. Matt. S-U-N. 
This is correct. It is S-U-N. This was a 1993 PC RPG developed by SSI that actually had, actually played this on MS-DOS. Wow. Pretty decent, pretty decent AD&D computer RPG. What would you give it as a score? Um... Boy, I'd have to. Re- I at the time it felt like a like an a, like a like an eight. Okay, felt like a pretty solid game. <laughs> All right, a few more. Sun Sun. Okay, wait a second. Sun Sun. Otenko. Matt, is this worth two points? Hmm. I don't know mm. what. Do, what do you want, Heather? Because mm. I'm saying th- I- here's what I'm thinking. I- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have to guess both correctly. Yeah, otherwise you lose two points. Wait a minute. <laughs> Which is why I didn't ring in. <laughs> no. Okay. All right, fine. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it's S-U-N-S-O-N. No, Matt, I'm sorry. You lose what? two points. Oh, it's two to one. <laughs> it's it, is S-O- it is S-O-N-S-O-N. Wow! Sun, Sun. This was a this was a 1985 Capcom arcade game, semi obscure. Uh, but you may know the character from Marvel vs. Capcom. Damn it! Yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. even guessed it was the same one twice. Yeah, it's it is. Wow, that's yeah. all right. You know what? I, I I I accept I accept my loss of two points. Where well, are you have we no in choice. the score? What's the where, who's winning? I concede. Now? Heather's up two. Uh, Matt has one. And yes. we have two questions left. Okay. All right. Here we right. go. N- next one. Naked Sun VR. <laughs> Naked Sun VR. <laughs> this is tough because I don't know if it's a trick question. Mm-hmm. Like if we're being led a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> Heather. S O N. Thankfully, you lose a point. Oh wow! Uh, it is S U N. This was a 2018 VR shooter game. What? <laughs> so it's not up at one apiece, and this last one will decide it. By the way, the the character we were thinking of, I, I called him X, but it's not it's it's not X. It was Zero. That's so that was the that's zero. the red friend. Yeah. <laughs> I also I had to take in the like the the qualities of the host of the of the show. That's sort of what I thought was was being true. Also, (laughs) what am I going to be looking for in the Steam store? (laughs) (laughs) All right, final one. Plan your son's funeral. Oh, uh, oh, Tinko, (laughs) Matt. That's got to be S O N. That is S O N. You are correct, Matt. You win. Wow, son or son. Uh, that was actually a plan your son's funeral is actually a click hole browser game that uh, came out in 2015 <laughs> really funny yeah i mean it's i i, I played through it. it's very funny um hey that was son or son it's time for the question block Ba-ding! all right this one we got this email and i thought it was interesting um it's from uh, a listener named conrad and and the subject was deployment games and they were and they wrote Hey guys, riding from the Middle East where I'm currently deployed for six months, I brought my Switch and I've rigged it to the bottom of my bunk with bungee cords and I can use a normal controller. I've currently got Stardew Valley and Diablo 2 at the ready. My questions are, is Diablo 2 playable in Switch portable mode? I'll answer that right now, yes. Um, 
not in the dock attached to the screen. And what other Switch games would you recommend me play with my playing area in mind? Picture a Switch hmm. hanging down by your head while you lay down with the controller. I can't stay online while I play, and I can only download stuff when I go to hubs that have internet. I'm trying to think of this, uh, this setup. So you're lying on your back, basically, looking up at a screen, and you're holding a controller in your hand. Yeah, or it's Got dangling it. down. It's dangling down. Right, and you can sit up in your bunk, maybe. Okay, so you have the option like to that. sit up. Yeah, may, I, that's what I'm thinking. Look, I don't want to second guess this uh, person, but it yeah. feels like you could just play the Switch in handheld mode. Yeah. Like, that's maybe an option. But I, I'm sure there's some sort of reason why this is uh, this is the best setup. Uh, yeah, I guess we're we just looking for general Switch recommendations that are played off, like, that you can play off offline. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that, that's the essence of this question. Absolutely. Well, I mean, boy, does Diablo 2 Switch, it doesn't require a... An, an internet connection it can you just play that offline in single player i guess you, you must be able to you can play it offline in single player but you can't transfer your character from online to offline so you'll have two right. different things so like you could and you don't have that big stash that you, you don't have that shared stash exactly like the the one character stash i mean that's still that's still uh, it's still a fun game to play in single player the loot is like gets a little less uh uh, less bananas but that's still a lot of fun you can still sink some hours in that yeah sturdy valley you got a good one um I mean, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. You got Breath of the Wild. It just sinks, it sinks so many hours yeah. in Breath of the Wild. That's a game I feel like you'll. Uh, I would never get tired of if that was my only game. You could just keep I, playing that forever. I know this hampers the because the the game because it's lack of. It, it'd be offline play, but Dark Souls is on Switch, mm-hmm. and if I had to like really like if i wanted my game time to be deep but not necessarily like light Mm -hmm. you know that might be that might be the recommendation that i would give dark matt where where, what are we thinking we're doing to think of hades hades oh my god what are we even thinking yeah Yeah. and that's like that's like a budget option too like that's like it costs like 20 bucks like and you can have a game that you can play for like hundreds of hours like it's 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 so good Get Hades. And I will I will also say if you like Diablo 2, you should like Hades, especially it's it's especially with the direct control. It's like a very similar sort of game just with uh, you know, uh, the the gameplay is is inarguably a little bit deeper in 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 Hades. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, I I would almost just go down the 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 list of like cuz there's so many good single player games on Switch. And, uh, and you know, like, I, I like just thinking Heather's absolutely right about Dark Souls. I that also makes me think that there's, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Skyrim is on Switch. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's another one you can just sink a bunch of time into. But, yeah, Breath of the Wild, like, uh, Hades. Um, and then if you, if you like, like, a game that gets a little bit, if you're open to games that aren't, like, action-y, uh, and Slay the Spire is one I put a lot of hours into. If you like deck building games at all, and and it's a roguelike, so you can just you know play that endlessly. Um, yeah, it, it it sounds like that's that's what the target is, right? It's just like big, meaty, long games that you play on your own. Yeah. Oh, those are some great options. Any, are we overlooking anything? Ah, uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild is like, I'll still like, even though I quote unquote like beat the game. I mm-hmm. still go in there occasionally and find new stuff to do. Like, so it's like a game that you could just play forever. 
there's Assassin's Creed games on on Switch yeah. that are pretty, you know, um, like Assassin's Creed Black Flag is on there, and it plays pretty well too. Um, I'd, I'd 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 throw in a, you know, a recommendation for that. It's a good Assassin's Creed game. Mario Odyssey. Mm, yeah, I mean, Mario Odyssey, and I, also if you like if you like Diablo two, you know, hey Diablo three. If you get sick of Diablo two resurrected, play some Diablo three if you haven't already. Although, wait, you, can you can you play that? I shit that one. You might not be able to play. I don't. Yeah, at I all. think I you have to be online to play Diablo three. All right, for uh, nix that one unless you do some more research. Yeah, but I think I think we got we got we got a bunch of options for uh, for our listener Conrad. I think we got. I'm some. just th- I'm just yeah I'm just thinking of Switch games now. It's just like there's just like a lot of good Switch games. A lot of good. It's it's a big library. Yeah, you know the um, I mean you know Heather. Yeah, Heather said Mario Odyssey, but I might yeah. throw in a throw in uh Super Mario 3D World. I or yeah, I love Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. I just started up Bowser's Fury. I hadn't started it. I gotta play that. I never played it. It's pretty fun so far. I'm um, sure I'd love it. But yeah, I guess anything with Mario because you could just do that. That that game's not necessarily about going all the way through it. It's about going through it again and doing it better this time too. Yeah, and and I would say like if you're playing, you know, not not that Diablo two is a roguelike, but it is a game that you just play the same game over and over again. You know, you're playing through the same. It's it's procedurally generated, but a lot of roguelikes are procedurally generated. So you know, things like like your Slay the Spires or your or your Hades, or uh, you know, even like a Dead Cells. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I would I would just kind of look like look at roguelikes in general. Um, Into the Breach, if you like, uh, if you like turn based games, um, yeah, I, I think roguelikes is probably a genre that where it's just like I could I could play this in that setup, and I could play this pretty endlessly. I'm just thinking about how what a good system the Switch is. Now. It's great. It's so good. It's a good it's system. Great. Yeah, it's excellent. Uh, well, hey, good luck over there, Conrad. Stay safe, happy gaming, and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod, or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED, that is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And Matt, what's next week's game on Kojember? Next week's game, one of my favorite games of all time, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Snake! <laughs> <laughs> You can tell from my frenetic energy.